Jordan Peterson has called for a need to rediscover the spirit of the Father. Many have been inspired to embark on their own hero's journey to set their life in order. But how do we balance order and chaos to live a life of meaning? What does it actually mean to be surrendered to God? And how do we root ourselves to stable ground as we witness the re-enchantment of reality? At Manifesto, we're engaged on a mission to rediscover and understand manhood, and from this foundation to create a dynamic and thriving community. My name's Paul, welcome to Manifesto. So I've just got a present from Klaus. Klaus is uh, a guy who lives uh, about half an hour's drive from here, uh, but he comes down here all the time uh, because he's a local hunter uh, and he's raising a whole lot of quail uh, that they hunt uh, in the hunting season. Uh, and I chat with him pretty often uh, and he just came to me today with a gift. And so I wanna show it to you guys here. Uh, basically, you can see the top of it here already. The thing weighs a ton, so it's much easy to lift up but it is a full manifesto logo in iron, uh, solid sheet of iron, as you can see, um, which is gonna go up on the building uh, outside um, because I told him we're gonna be here for a long time. And I was thinking of getting some kind of sign done that was gonna last. And so he just got that made for me. Uh, really, really nice of Klaus to do that. So thank you very much, Klaus. Uh, and I'm gonna take the opportunity here actually to talk a little bit about manifesto and the market for men's work uh, and especially the symbolism of men's work uh, and the reason is because when we started men's work you know six seven years ago uh, then it seems like almost no one knew what it was it hadn't really been defined yet uh, and in so many ways actually we've seen that what we're doing in manifesto symbolized by our logo on here is actually a really good way of looking at what is men's work what it's about and how are we working with it so and we're going to try and go through a couple of things. And I'm actually going to share my screen here because I've made a little slideshow. I've been kind of having this uh, on my table for a little while um, and hadn't thought this, okay, this was a good opportunity to actually get this done. So you should be able to see uh, now uh, the manifesto logo. It's this big circle with a lambda sign. If you know the Spartan shield of the Spartan warriors under King Leonidas, it actually was the same thing. Um, but there's a little bit more and we're going to dive into um, this manifesto thing here. Um, and so the first thing I wanted just to mention though is that manifesto is about a call to adventure for men. We are uh, looking to tell a new story about men. And so uh, the men's movement has always been kind of ingrained in the idea of myth and legend. Uh, in the 90s, there was a really big revival that came up uh, through Robert Bly, who did a book called uh, Iron John. Um, but um, yeah, we're really looking to be renewing that as well. And so I, I thought this picture was really nice to kind of show just uh, a little bit of that adventurous aspect. Uh, and we're looking to create a new story about men. It seems like there's a lot of confusion these days about men uh, and, and there's a need for a new story. Uh, and to tell that new story, we need some framework and some principles uh, of how we're doing it. So I first want to give credits where credit is due and say a lot of the ideas that I've had here have been based on the thinking of a guy called Jonathan Peugeot. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, then he has a YouTube channel and a blog uh, called The Symbolic World. He's also an icon carver, does beautiful carvings. 
um, and is uh, is the editor of the I think the Orthodox Arch Journal as well. So he's really an artist, uh, but a super fascinating and interesting guy, uh, and talks really about understanding contemporary events through a symbolic lens uh, and kind of reconnecting to ancient um, ancient understanding of reality, uh, which I think is really really valuable and good. So. Uh, check out the symbolic world. Uh, what I'm going to do now is take a look at the manifesto logo uh, based on some of these ideas and insights that I've got from following with Jonathan and the kind of whole understanding about around what he's doing. Um, because yeah, we have a, it's a very simple logo. There's only really two elements in it, uh, other than the word, of course. Um, but but we can actually dive a little bit into uh, this logo and understand the individual parts of it as well. And so what I'm going to talk about here are these what is it eight or seven different items. So first of all, we have a circle, and we'll talk about circles a little bit, but the circle is also a boundary. So we'll also talk about, well, you know, what about boundaries and what does that mean? Uh, most of the logo is white space. Uh, it's the space in between the figures and the shapes. And that's a, a vital part of human understanding as well, this white space. So how do we understand white space as well? And, and that kind of space in between in the men's movement. Um, we'll talk about the hierarchy because that's, of course, what this V, this, uh, this um, what do you call it? reverse V shape is or the lambda symbol. Um, the, the hierarchy has a left and a right side, so we'll also talk about well, what does that mean. Um, we have two feet on the bottom, uh, and then we also have a summit up at the top. So we'll go through all of these, and I have a couple of pictures here that I've put together in a little slideshow as I, as I talk about it, so we'll take a look at it. Um, so the first one, of course, is the circle. Uh, the circle is the fundamental shape that we've used right since the beginning when we've work, work, been working with manifesto. Uh, a lot of us, a lot of our work is sitting in circles. So, so when we're sitting in a circle, then there's no kind of head and tail, there's no hierarchy, um, but really there's an opportunity for men to come together and to, to take lead at different times. And every perspective is really seen as equal. And it really is important how you sit in, sit in a group of people. If you've ever been at different shaped tables and even just the chairs, if you notice some chairs are bigger or, or smaller or higher or, or, or lower. Um, so, so, so there's this important principle and I think this has been in part of the men's work for a very long time. Normally even the facilitator sits in as a part of a circle as well in the men's group. Um, and this kind of gives us a very specific dynamic. Um, uh, and, and, and it's a very good format, not for all things, but when we want to really go deep and gather the full wisdom <laughs> and, and the breadth of experience of a group of people, then sitting as a circle is a very important thing. So in Manifesto, we have this principle of conciliarity, which means that we believe in the council. And the council is a, essentially a circle peer-based uh, format as well, uh, which has been used in many historical instances as well, uh, when it's important to go deep and really get the best possible decision out of something. So circles, very important. Obviously the framing principle also for the manifesto logo as well, um, but it's also a boundary. So there's this idea of boundaries um, and, and an inside and an outside. And in these days we have uh, kind of uh, a narrative, which is like a, being exclusionary is really bad and being inclusive is really, really important. And we need to be as, as inclusive as possible. Um, and what we found in the men's movement is that we need to be exclusionary and uh, we don't actually, you know, we don't need to be apologetic about that. Um, but when people understand like the necessi necessity to be exclusionary, then normally uh, it, it makes a lot of sense as well. And so if you try and have everybody in, then you end up um, having nothing inside as well. You know, we're 4 billion men in the world at the moment. 
Um, there's a big talk about like, you know, well, we're all kinds of men and different types of men, and we have transgender men and all this kind of thing. Um, in manifesto, we just simply say, you know, if you're a man, then you're welcome to come to our events. If you're not a man, or if you need to talk about whether you are a man or not a man, or if you need confirmation from other people about whether you're a man or not a man, then, you know, there are groups that are suitable for you to go and engage with. But we don't feel that the men's movement is the place where we need to have those discussions about what is a man and what is not a man. Uh, so, so those are happening elsewhere, um, and and there's probably some really good uh, organizations that are supporting people. And you know, gender dysphoria, being in, in doubt about your gender, is a serious issue, uh, and and most people need help when they face that. We don't think it's a good idea to be encouraging people to be questioning their their masculine or male identity um, if they if they do have uh, that tendency. Um, it seems like it, it, it generally brings a lot of problems as well. So having a, a stable gender identity, knowing I'm a man, is normally a good foundation for, for living a life. Um, and we certainly don't believe that uh, we need to disintegrate or kind of pull, deconstruct uh, what it means to be a man. Uh, being a man is something that people have known for their entire lives, uh, for all of human history, uh, and will continue to exist uh, despite all kind of postmodern modern ideas that are popping up all over the place at the moment. So uh, having some boundaries about that is good. Uh, we also believe in men that come to us should uh, be able to look after their own basic needs uh, and, and be looking to serve uh, other men as well. Um, those are some of the things that we think. Uh, so we're not like doing therapy uh, or, or, or therapy groups in the men's movement either. Uh, if you have serious addiction issues or you know psychological issues, then there are other groups again that should be helping people for that. It's not the men, men's movement where we're, where we're dealing with that kind of thing. So those are some of the boundaries that we believe are good for the men's movement. The next one is the white space. Difficult to talk about. <laughs> I'm also taking a very black picture. There's some white space in the middle of it, as you can see, that's the fire. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, again, it's hard to put words on the white space because it's the, it's the thing that is where, where the nothing is somehow, um, but it, it becomes defining for what we are. And so in some ways, maybe it's okay that it's the fire in the center of these guys. It's the thing that's drawing them together that doesn't really get mentioned in, in this picture here. Um, but the white space, um, it's also the organizing principles uh, that, that uh, kind of allow the different pieces to get positioned where they are. So it's the hidden assumptions, it's the principles by which we're, uh, by, that we're meeting underneath. Um, and so in Manifesto, we really believe in being as explicit as possible about our principles and being as transparent as possible about how we're organizing. And we're gonna talk a little bit about hierarchies as well and the importance of knowing, well, what are the values of our hierarchy and how does one ascend up the hierarchy uh, in a given organization is absolutely important also. So yeah, that takes us to hierarchy, of course. So again, hierarchy, just as exclusiveness is sometimes a little bit politically incorrect or frowned upon in our society, but, but we really believe that hierarchy is fundamentally masculine. Uh, it doesn't mean that women uh, don't have hierarchies as well, of course they do. Um, but but the, if there's a, the, the feminine is often seen more as the circular or the horizontal than the masculine is the, is the vertical. And, and, and certainly we see, um, you know, due to the proliferation of men and CEO and top leadership positions that, that the masculine is this striving upwards uh, towards the heavens, really, towards something which is higher uh, and greater and better uh, in, in whatever way that's defined. And sometimes we can be confused about what is that definition? And certainly in our society, there's been uh, the most prominent hierarchies have been based on resources such as money um, and then status and, uh, and that kind of thing. 
And, and we can see that, you know, we, we believe we live in some of the most meritocratic societies in the world, especially in the West today. Um, but there is a need for a constant and ongoing discussion of what are the most important values and um, elements in our hierarchies uh, that we're organizing our societies around. Um, and uh, the current kind of drive towards postmodern uh, ideas of uh, intersectionality and basically the top of the hierarchy should be people who have been oppressed as much as possible uh, seems to be a kind of crazy idea. Um, it doesn't seem to uh, be productive at all, basically just taking the things that are the most on the outside uh, and down at the bottom and putting them right at the top. Um, so, of course, there's a, a Christian idea that flips the hierarchy. Um, and so in some ways, I think this, this, this kind of woke agenda is uh, a, a misconstrued Christianity in reality uh, that, that's kind of been warped out of recognition somehow uh, and seems to be uh, not working so well. But coming from that, really a, a compassionate place of wanting to do what's right. Um, but but, but um, I think, you know, still having these fundamental principles of meritocracy is important. Um, and, and so having these discussions about, well, what is at the top of our agenda, I think is the most important thing as well. And, and sometimes power is just seen as the most important thing. And the political becomes the existential when we don't have a deeper foundation of philosophy and religion and spirituality to stand on as well. Um, and, and so uh, politics ends up being these groups of people, half wrong, half right, kind of just discussing with each other and finding it out over politics and having to use increasingly dirty tactics or just entertain people as well as we're seeing in a lot of politics these days. So um, that leads us to the two parts of the politics as well, which is left and right, uh, because we have this hierarchy and we have two places, two paths up to the summit. And so the, the, the two paths can be seen as the masculine and the feminine. It can be also progressive or conservative. Uh, it's order or chaos, socialism and capitalism, as I have in the picture here. Uh, there's also an Eastern versus a Western approach to things as well, which are all things that we talk a lot about in Manifesto uh, and, and look at a lot. Um, and, and so um, finding ways of holding these two paths together and being able to bring them together into the same hierarchy is a very, very important thing as well. And of course, Western democracies do this fairly successfully, um, but often in a very antagonistic and polarizing way, especially if we look at American politics increasingly since, you know, the Bill Clinton years or something like that. Um, but, but in general, you know, kind of what are the overarching principles that can bring these two sides together and foster constructive discussion between the two of them and being able to hold that. And that's something that we really have noticed, first of all, is easier to do in men's work for some reason, uh, often because the peacocking and the kind of showing off uh, for younger guys, especially in front of women, um, doesn't happen when you're in male-only groups. It's amazing the amount of disagreement and respect we can hold in these kind of male-only groups. Um, and then take that out to mixed groups as well. You know, we really believe that men's work isn't a goal in itself, uh, but it, we can train some of the aspects of being masculine, strong, uh, resilient, uh, and also able to hold complexity in our minds uh, when we're in these men's groups. Um, so, so that's a lot of what we're what we're trying to trying to do, actually, to bring these things together, or at least to create a space where they can meet each other and be and be understood um, better as well. So, yeah, hierarchies, uh, left and right, and then the other part of the hierarchy, of course, is that it has two feet. Uh, and so, yeah, the picture here is Dwayne Johnson, uh, The Rock, um, who stands very stable. But that's really, I think, an essential part 
of also, you know, having these two sides is that we need to dig down and understand like, well, where are things coming from? Where are the origins of things? And that's been an essential part of the men's movement is looking back at history, uh, back to the earliest, earliest examples of history, of human history as well, and understanding where things come from. Uh, and that gives us a stability and a strength to be able to stand firm as we're heading into a new era of the digital, uh, which is more and more scary <laughs> and more and more uh, destructive and more and more chaotic. Um, we need to know and understand the things, especially that we're organically connected to, you know, our nation, our family. Uh, if, you know, if we're involved in some kind of activity, then we need to know, you know, if I'm a, if I consider myself to be like, you know, a, a liberal or uh, if I'm a, a Marxist or something like that, then I really need to understand the roots of where these things come from and also understand the roots of, of where the other people I'm coming from, you know, whatever it is, a system of belief that I'm engaging in or a community that I'm, in, I'm engaging in is important to kind of get into. Yeah, so that's what gives us a stability to stand firm, uh, not just in, you know, it's great seeing a, a strong man who can stand firm in a physical way, uh, but we need to do this both mentally and spiritually as well. Uh, the next thing is uh, the idea of a summit. Uh, so this is Jonathan Peugeot's great way of talking about this, where he just, you know, we, we naturally know that upwards is good somehow, and, and we strive upwards as well. I've used that term several times already in this talk. Um, so... So, and, and, and as, as we're bringing together men in manifesto, at least, and in the men's movement, we have all kinds of different ideas. We have Buddhists and Zoroastrians and Christians uh, and all these different belief systems. We come together, then it can be very difficult to agree what is the top of that hierarchy. You know, we can get all fluffy and just say, oh, it's love or something like that. But that, get, that can also be difficult when we try and define, well, what does that actually mean? Um, and, and so we're also not relativists though we don't believe that oh we will all answers are just as good there's many roads to put to Rome or something like that so we just take everything and um, but we actually have discussions about that uh, and the thing that I think that we can agree on is uh, at the top of that hierarchy and especially appropriate for the men's movement I think is the idea of silence stillness listening um, and so I, I took this picture of a guy sitting on a hilltop uh, overlooking a cliff and, and a bright light shining uh, because that's the experience that I think a lot of us have in the men's movement where it really works is that when it works is that you you know you you reach those points of of ascent and summiting and and seeing a light and and that light can't always be expressed in words but it's something that touches in your heart and that you take with you uh, and and then often it's something that then gets integrated into a fellowship and actual relationships with other people that you can take into all your other relations with your life as well. Um, but that actually causes transformation. Uh, so that, that those experiences, those insights, those revelations, I would call it, that can cause transformation. So, so men's work is essentially spiritual work. Uh, and it is that silence at the top often where, where the real value uh, can come in when we dare to be together and to be silent and still and not having the, the left and the right going at each other constantly. So important to have that that space together as well. So yeah, that, that that's very much the elements of the manifesto logo that I wanted to um, put out there as a little video on the day of our getting our, our beautiful big sign, which uh, for people who come to visit here at the manifesto headquarters will hopefully see up outside the building. Um, when we get to hang it up there, maybe we have a group of guys coming from one of our groups uh, just in, I think, eight di days from now. So maybe we'll get them to help us uh, put it up there. So I don't have to do it myself. Um, but, but yeah, that, 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 that was at a circle uh, of us sitting in a fundamental group of circles, uh, having a boundary of knowing what's inside, what's outside that creates a lot of safety as well. Uh, being aware of the white space, 
knowing that there are hierarchies, hierarchies exist everywhere we go. We naturally as human beings value some things more than others. And that's what creates all action and movement in the world. And so, and so being able to be explicit about our hierarchies is what's important. Realizing that there's always a left and a right side. <laughs> and so there's a right-hand path, left-hand path, uh, and, and we can, most conflicts are just based on a, a lack of understanding of you know, how the shared vision uh, is sometimes not, um, yeah, there's a shared vision, but, but, but the paths are different. And so if we can see the other's path and agree on the, the destination, then, then that can help us to resolve a lot of issues that we're seeing, especially in politics these days as well. Um, knowing about two feet, so getting grounded in our feet, that can help us to understand and see the other side of the, of the, of the hierarchy as well. Uh, and then that summit of silence is great. Um, because uh, the last picture that I took in here, uh, this is Aragorn obviously facing the forces of Mordor at the gates of, uh, of Baradur uh, and um, a moment of putting it all out on the line uh, and stepping over the cliff somehow uh, in, in belief of what's right. That's kind of what's facing us at the moment uh, in the world today. Aragorn, you know, I've just been rereading this book, uh, The Lord of the Rings, and um, in case you haven't seen, didn't recognize the picture, um, then what really strikes me is just the certainty, the trust of the characters and especially Aragorn and Gandalf um, and not so concerned about their own well-being, about their own needs, but really doing what's right, doing what's needed, doing what is of service to, to others, you know, and I think Aragorn is the, is the return of the king is the, the third book. Uh, and, and I think the, the kingliness of Aragorn there, coming from this dark character of Strider, uh, who has been a ranger um, and not looking for glory for himself, but really um, stepping into his kingship through through taking responsibility uh, with all of that that entails, and you know, not knowing at all, just a slim hope, but daring to believe in that slim hope as well. So. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you uh, got something out of uh, the ideas um, and um, found it applicable. Uh, as we're really, I, th I think, you know, we're seeing some idea of men's work really solidifying um, and, and a lot of agreement happening and, and uh, people kind of coming together. I know over in the US, there's a number of groups that are now joining together uh, from, from different men's work organizations. I think Ryan Mickler from the Iron Council is kind of the organizing force planet together with Michael Butler, uh, who, who's pulling together a whole lot of guys. Um, and we're looking at seeing some bigger gatherings over there, as well as what's happening here in Europe. Um, and, and there's a good connection between us as well. So, so pretty exciting to see uh, things coming together. And men's work is really becoming a thing where you know, we're creating a market uh, and an understanding and, and a philosophy and, and a framework for, for men to be not only just you know, achieving their own goals and, and reaching their own desires and creating more meaningful lives for themselves, but also living lives of service and, and, and purpose uh, that, that is contributing to you know, helping us to navigate a, a very difficult step as a society as we're doing at the moment, as we're moving into this kind of new digital era where, where things are getting very different very, very quickly as well. So yeah. Very good uh, to be able to share. Uh, please give us your comments in the, uh, in the section below uh, and looking forward to continuing the conversation. Good. You've been listening to Conversations on Masculinity with Manifesto. 
We enjoy good discussions, but far more importantly, we are a real community with plenty of opportunities for you to engage online and in person. So check out our website on manifesto.com to learn more. And if you enjoyed the content here, then please share this podcast with a friend. Thanks.